We are two mothers who loves exploring the depth of life in all its shapes. Here we want to create a space to look at the transition into motherhood, what it might look like in different traditions and cultures, conscious parenting, the sacredness of birth, and the postpartum universe. By sharing stories, inviting guests, and together reconnect to the wisdom of our womb and Mother Earth through different practices. Welcome everybody to the Depths of Motherhood podcast. I am going to offer you a brief introduction to what is to come today. We are going deep into movement and body awareness through pregnancy and this is the first show when we have a guest and our first guest is Zoe. Zoe is a close friend of Angelica's and we knew that we wanted to get her on the show to offer her wisdom and energy with you all. And Zoe is currently pregnant with her second child, so congratulations. And she's also, yeah, her, her offering is as a body awareness and movement facilitator as well as a doula. And she is the co-founder of Mothers of Wisdom with Angelica. And this is where they offer one-on-one sessions and programs to mothers in pregnancy and postpartum. So I'm going to put all the information in the show notes for you. This episode really unraveled a lot for me and revealed still some conditioned beliefs that I have around movement and exercise. And Zoe really softens this in our conversation. She really pulls back the layers to reveal what's important at this time and a way to come back to yourself and honor what you need in each moment. We'll discuss the foundation of all movement practices and the ways to find your own unique style. But before we get into the show, I want to share a few things which we didn't get time to get into. As you can imagine, three mothers coming together and having a nice cozy chat, we could have just gone on forever. But our baby's cold, so we had a limited time. And I just want to remind you all that I am not an expert in fitness pregnancy, but when I was 19, which was, I cannot even work out how many years ago that was, I trained as a physical training instructor and every day for 12 years, pretty much, I was supporting people in their fitness journey and that was in in the military so I have had this experience and it was a passion of mine and I did train at high levels in um, different sports but pregnancy is different so sporting uh, fitness and nutrition is a lot different to to pregnancy and postpartum and I yeah I had to find this out for myself as I went into my own pregnancy and had to adjust it but I love knowing what's happening in the physical body I love to know the physiology and I love to know the ways that we can prepare and support our body which is why I'm going to offer a few of my own insights before we go into the podcast
So before we start, I just want to talk a little bit about fuel and hydration. So planning ahead will help you prepare your body for any exercise that you're doing. Because remember, you're not alone anymore. <laughs> and now is the time to fuel smart with the finest, most chemical-free, nutritious foods that you can get your hands on. But we're not going into that today because that is a whole other topic. But I just want to give a few pointers. So having your last meal around two hours before you start a session and staying hydrated. Remember we spoke about that last time, just noticing how your urine is, keeping topping up your fluids throughout the day and also making sure that you have a nourishing meal after you've trained. And the reason that we focus on time between eating and exercising is because as you exercise, the blood wants to go to the muscles you'll be using. If you eat, digestion and absorption will slow down and the food will sit in your stomach and it can make you feel sick and nauseous and just heavy and just pretty crappy in general. So having that space gives you a chance to eat and digest. It will offer your body then everything that you need as you go into the exercise. All right, so we can take that one off. Now the body wants to move, but we can become so disconnected from what our body is really telling us as our minds become louder or maybe your mind's becoming really dull and it moves us to habitual patterns of maybe over-exercising or just being stuck and heavy in that dullness. And we're going to explore this in this episode. Movement allows us to strengthen and open our muscles to support our transforming body and for taking on our new role as a mother. Think about carrying the baby, feeding the baby, all the other chores that you're going to be doing. You want your body to be strong and supple. So for me, it's important to look at the movements we can include, which will bring functional benefit. Imagine you were squatting for hours on end in childbirth. Wouldn't it be more kind of us to strengthen our legs and our back? Or imagine wearing your baby for months on end. Wouldn't it be kinder of us to strengthen our back and open our chest? And we can do that in this time to prepare. You have the time and I know that it can be difficult, especially if you have already have children. But maybe there's ways that you can integrate this in your day and we're going to explore that. But what if you have morning sickness as well? And this is another thing. There are things that happen to us through our pregnancy that we can't control. But there are still ways that you can bring fresh life force and breath to your body. Even if it means just laying back and breathing into areas that you can't physically move at that time. So my advice would be to look at your baseline fitness and see where you may want to make adjustments. I just got a message through from my partner for pizza, which is really interesting as we are, uh, we're just talking about nutrition. <laughs> okay, so if regimental exercise isn't for you, then just think about the things that you can do. You can dance, you can walk, you can swim, you can play around. There are so many things that you can incorporate in your life to get the body moving. The key thing is to recognize your posture and alignment. 
And I, when I say alignment, we actually spoke about this in the podcast. I'm talking spine alignment so that you have the strength to support yourself and hold your body in a way that is going to really make space for the growth of your baby, for the organs that are also becoming squashed as your baby starts to grow. Think about it. Having alignment is making more space for that, to breathe, to digest your food, to allow everything to get the blood flow and energy flow into it. So one exercise we can actually do together now if you're stood up is just notice where your hip position is. Can you feel that your hips are tilting forward or back? And if you move them forward and back, you'll start to notice if they're, it's more dominant towards the front or the back. So if it's more dominant towards the front, the tailbone will stick out. And if it's more dominant tilting backwards, then it's as though your tailbone's tucking under, maybe your chest is crunched up. So you can practice that standing still. And also notice where the weight is on your feet. Is the weight forward or backwards? So you can try to balance out the weight. And you can also try to pull the sides of the belly in towards the center and lift the crown of your head towards the sky and just notice how that feels maybe as you do that you notice that there is tightness pulling you back into a certain position that you're used to and that's amazing that you notice that because then you can see what you can focus on and that's amazing because then you have something to work with so through your day notice your body is it tight can you stretch can you sway how's your neck How's your lower back? Just asking these questions to, to come back to your body and tune in. Are you feeling dull? Could you do with some fresh air? Or is it really the sleep that you need? When I was pregnant, I noticed in my second trimester, I suffered with round ligament pain. So round ligament is the, the ligament that joins from the hip up, until the uter up to the uterus. And it's kind of like a pillar to support your, your your belly growing to support your baby and it was interesting because it only came towards the end of the second trimester and it was always after I'd been sitting working at the computer so if you think when you're sat down you start to reduce the space the angle in the hips and that is exactly where that ligament is crossing over so I found for me that I found it really supportive to um, open up my hips to do a low lunge, to walk around, to do some cat and cow exercises and it just made me more aware of my body. So when you start to know what's happening in your body and where the ligaments are running, what muscles are potentially getting tight, then you can start to focus in on them and it will make much more sense when you are doing your exercises. And really that's where I wanted to drop into some of the myths that we may have heard because we didn't get into this, as I mentioned, and it's something that I, yeah, I'm really passionate about because sometimes people say things to us, especially if we're in classes, without any understanding of why we shouldn't be doing them or why we should be doing something else. So this is a way for you to question these things. And I'm not saying anything is right or wrong. It really comes back down to what feels comfortable to you and what is going to support you at this time. So let's talk about twists. Not all twists have to be avoided in pregnancy. 
actually open twists are encouraged during pregnancy as they can help support digestion and blood flow and also strengthen the obliques and open the chest. But what's the difference? So a closed twist would be an exercise where you are disassociating the shoulders and the hips. In this kind of, in this kind of exercise, uh, there's a risk of the abdominal organs and the blood vessels becoming compressed. And you'll feel it straight away. You'll find it hard to breathe. Maybe you'll feel a bit nauseous and you'll just get that warning sign telling you this does not feel good. Open twists are where your shoulders and hips stay in alignment and you are able to comfortably elongate the spine and breathe into your lungs as you move into the twist. So that's one thing I wanted to clear up there. The next thing is laying on your back. So when you lay on your back during pregnancy, your growing organs and the baby will apply weight onto the vena cava, which is the main vein that carries blood back to the heart. This can cause nausea, lightheadedness, shortness of breath. You will know if it's happening. It will just shout out to you. So as you're tuning into your body through your daily practices, you will hear your body when it tells you, this is too much. So trust in your ability to listen and to make adjustments accordingly. You can just roll onto your side if, if it's Shavasana at the end of the class. Roll onto your side, get a pillow between your legs and enjoy the rest. The next one that I want to share is inversions. So if it's not already in your practice, now is not the time to start doing handstands, headstands, shoulder stands, as these movements take a lot of stability. And But that's not the only inversion, because remember, an inversion is when your head is below your heart. So a forward fold or downward dog is also an inversion. And... I've heard, you know, many things about inversions, like don't do them because it will make the baby flip to become breech. And actually this is one of the um, techniques in spinning babies to help um, bring your baby into a more optimal <laughs> birthing position. And this is a big topic and we have someone coming onto the show to talk about this. And yeah, we'll dive deep into what that means with spinning babies and why they offer that. But let's look at the possible benefits to help you make your own decision. So, inversions allow the weight to shift from the hips and offer more space into the pelvis. There, the baby can enjoy some extra leg room and just really get a chance to snuggle into a position to make, him make themselves more comfortable. And babies love to dance around your womb, as maybe you're feeling already. And it's preparing and strengthening its body. It wants to dance in there. So when the baby descends, it will find the optimal position for its journey. Creating space gives that opportunity for the baby to explore more efficient birthing positions. Inversions can also offer a nice stretch and lengthening along the spine and the hamstrings, which can ease any back pain you may be experiencing and also give space to your other organs. You can practice relaxing your pelvic floor muscles with intentional breath whilst receiving fresh, reviving blood flow to the head, which could also relieve brain fog, low mood and fatigue. Again, just listen to your body. If you're starting to feel dizzy, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. The final one that I want to look at is a core workout. 
Let's just think of crunches for a moment where you're doing an exercise that is creating flexion in the abdominal area where the space is reduced between the hips and the ribs. So I have read many risks linked to these exercises and diastasis recti. So this occurs when the midline connection between the rectus muscles of the abdominal area called the linea alba is stretched and over time it creates this distance between the muscles. So why is this? During any supine flexions, um, there is abdominal pressure being created and because you have your baby growing inside of you, so that applies pressure to these muscles who are doing the job of flexing. So that's what the rectus abdominal muscles do. But you can you still use core exercises and you can target different muscle groups in the abdominal area, such as the transversus abdominis, the TVA we'll call it, which acts as a corset. So exercise performed correctly with the TVA engaged, such as plank, side plank, and you can do variations with one arm out, one leg out. Uh, these kind of exercises are going to support you in building and sustaining a strong and healthy core. So actually, there is a lot of evidence showing that including core workouts, such as the one I just mentioned, are going to help you through your pregnancy and labor and postpartum. And another thing I just wanted to make you aware of is any poses that may overstretch your abdominal muscles, such as wheel pose or dancer's pose, where you're really stretching and creating the compression in the lower back, that can cause an overstretching of these muscles that can also contribute to the risk of experiencing diastasis. So do more research into this if you're concerned and look at the exercises that you can do to support yourself at this time. And that is all I want to share with you today. So I hope you enjoy this show. And if you want to support us, please come and join our Patreon. We have three tiers available. And the lowest price, the first tier is $3.00 highest price is $12 and in there we're offering weekly meditation, bonus recordings, PDFs and work workbooks, so many things that is going to be poured into the Patreon. This is our baby, our second baby as this podcast is our first. So I really hope to see you in there. It's amazing to see that it's been growing and also you can come and join our free mothers community on discord the link is in the notes and in there we have wow we just have an abundance of knowledge and wisdom and love just waiting to surround you and hold you through this time and we're all evolving and growing and sharing ideas together which is what this is all about and it's not about telling you what's right for you it's about offering you space to explore your options and seeing what creative magnificence comes out of that. So we'd love to know your story and to be in touch with you and connect along your journey. 
Thank you so much for listening. I am going to open up the show. Bye. Welcome everybody to the Depths of Motherhood podcast. I'm going to open us up with a gentle meditation. So if you want to find a comfortable position and just first check in with your body. How is your body feeling right now? We're going to drop inwards. So if you can just notice your breath without trying to change anything. And saying hello to yourself and feeling gratitude for being here, for showing up, for educating and connecting and dropping in to your inner wisdom. Now all the time our body is holding unnecessary tension. There'll be one part of your body that is calling out most. A part that is louder than all other parts. So on the next inhale, dive inside of your body and go and explore and find that part of your body that is calling out to you over all other parts of your body. And without trying to change anything, just notice what that sensation is. Notice if it moves, if it feels like it's expanding, pulsing, vibrating. Maybe it's cold or hot. Maybe as you start to hold space for it, memories or thoughts arise, just drop back into the sensation. It's okay to be there with it. And as you're with this sensation, notice how it tries to move and explore. And now can you breathe into this space, not with the intention to change anything, but just to make some space. And now, just love this space really deeply. Whatever sensations are arising, say in your mind, I love you. It's okay. I don't know exactly where you came from, but I love you so deeply and you can stay. So we're not trying to get rid of it. We're just letting it know that it's seen. And naturally this space is gonna to start to relax. And we'll take the next five breaths into that space with love and gentleness. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes or keep them closed. And I will welcome you once again to this podcast. Today, we are joined by Zoe. So we're gonna welcome everyone onto the stage now. Angelica and Zoe, welcome in. It's so beautiful to have you both here. Yes, 
Welcome Zoe and welcome everyone who's listening. This is going to be an amazing episode and wow, we're so excited to have you here, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really excited to be here too. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's tell everyone what we're going to be talking about today. Who knows? <laughs> today we're going to be today we're going to be exploring movement and exercise in pregnancy and Zoe is our go-to person for this so we are excited to dig a little bit deeper but first I want to know how you two know each other because Angelica and Zoe are friends <laughs> and I want to know exactly how you met I haven't even asked yet that's so interesting. <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> we actually met at, I don't know if it was a birthday. I think it was a birthday of my cousin when she turned 17 yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 17 or 18. And uh, so is the childhood friend of my cousin. Uh, so we met there for the first time on this birthday. And... Um, yeah, I mean, that those times were pretty much party times. And I guess we actually came back together. Was it after you had come back from India? It was before. before because India. you stayed at my place in India, remember? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you've got some juicy stories, right? Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> For another episode, I guess. Yeah, that's the bonus <laughs> the episode. The life before becoming a mom. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Wow, that's incredible. So you have got some history. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think we have been living these parallel lives, um, coming into this healthy, like healthier ways of living and diving deeper into yoga and consciousness and, oh, wow, everything that health comes with. And when we met again, you know, a few years later, um, we were just like, wow, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. and so that was like, really this beautiful. This is not Angelica I knew or I thought I knew because we never actually got to know each other back then. Mm. We just knew about each other and like hanged out um, the same groups, but we never actually got to know each other, like mm -hmm. who we really are. So now it was more like, oh, I see you. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Welcome back, old friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into the work that you're doing now, Zoe? Uh, I didn't hear you, sorry. <laughs> how, did, how did you get into the work that you're doing now? Um, what, what drew you to towards this interest in exercise and movement? I think I always... Uh, was interested in like health and uh, alternative ways of being healthy and things like that uh, but I wasn't actually practicing it <laughs> I was uh, practicing other ways <laughs> more obsessive ways of living maybe <laughs> I was exercising and eating healthy what I thought was healthy, um, but it wasn't actually the lifestyle that was suited for me. Mm. Um, mm. So I woke up one day and 
decided to quit everything. I was studying uh, actually civil engineering and computer science <laughs> at oh, university. Wow. <laughs> and I was, uh, yeah, pretty... <laughs> um, I was more like a robot. I wasn't human. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't thinking for myself anymore. So I just woke up one day and said, okay, I'm going to stop doing everything. <laughs> I'm going to stop exercising because I was also exercising maybe three times a day, wow. six days a week. Mm. And uh, I wasn't f- happy. Mm-hmm. I just did what I thought was expected <laughs> yeah. of a healthy person. Mm-hmm. And um, so I decided to travel and I went to my roots. My father is from Chile, so I actually traveled to Chile and that's where my yoga journey actually began because I started practicing with YouTube every day, every morning. And Not with yoga with Adrian, was it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, she is uh, the roots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That uh, woman got so me through many days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's amazing. I really like her. <laughs> yeah, me too. So that's how I got into yoga, actually. So you started your training in India, or did you did you go there as a trip, and then you thought, ah, I well, love yoga. <laughs> no, after being in in Chile and practicing throughout my whole trip, I was traveling for maybe six months. And I actually practice yoga every day. <laughs> and I saw a big, a huge change in my mindset and uh, my attitude towards life. And uh, decided like, okay, I want to dive deeper now. <laughs> oh I want to like go, I want to do a course. So where should I do this yoga? Uh, course okay let's go to India <laughs> why not <laughs> because that's where yoga comes from right yeah so I just decided I booked a trip to India to do this yoga training Who and was I it wasn't expecting just curious um, it was oh actually yoga shala hmm. and in Rishikesh I was in Rishikesh too I was just wondering if we were at the same school <laughs> <laughs> yoga Shakti Peet, was it right yeah, yeah that's exactly where i was yeah which one is that the, the same the two one? of us i went me too which one you was, was actually yoga shala oh sorry that was actually the one i went to after that one <laughs> okay yeah, you're right angelica it's shakti yoga Peet in rishikesh mm-hmm. that i started with and that's so yeah that's cool. because i started after my you. memory is not what it was <laughs> 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 but then also so you were uh, you you also did some some sort of fertility awareness in India yeah. I remember yeah because uh, yeah. I fell in love and I, I never thought about actually teaching yoga once I did the course I wanted yes to do it for me to learn myself um, but then when I did that I was like, okay, I want more. I want more. I want. I became a little obsessive, maybe. Um, I stayed in India for a year, um, and during that uh, year, I actually went to another school, and that's where I did uh, my yoga therapy um, course, education, and also 
um, the um, women's health course. Sorry, my voice disappeared. <laughs> uh, I did my yoga, um, my women wellness course. That's Amazing. where we were um, mm -hmm. introduced to fertility and everything that is about female health, female reproductive health. And I also did a pre and postnatal yoga teacher training as well. So I did three courses. You really got in there. With the first one. Yeah, I couldn't stop. Awesome. Once yeah. I was in there, I couldn't stop. Wow. Uh, I really liked India. It's it's like another home. For I love Rishikesh so much. Yeah. Rishikesh. But then also, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah no I was just like um I remember you coming back from there and then that was the first time because obviously we we started um, hanging out more and you were mentioning how you know you wanted to be a midwife and yeah. that you 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 studied to a doula and you were just waiting you know to meet the man in your life to to have yeah. have your own child so it was very transformative for you as I saw it. And it was really interesting. It's been really interesting to actually see your journey and, and follow you on Instagram as well. It's super, super inspiring and very Thank raw you. and open. <laughs> and that's why we brought you here, of course, because um, yeah, I mean, the way that you, the way you share all these things, and I know you also did um, pregnancy yoga for pregnant women and also postpartum so you've been you've been busy woman <laughs> it's funny that you say that because <laughs> and it's funny that you choose me to to talk about movement in pregnancy because <laughs> i'm pregnant now and i haven't been moving at all <laughs> congratulations zoe thank you way. so much <laughs> thank you how are you feeling uh, with this pregnancy I'm great, actually i'm really yeah. i'm really good Amazing. um yeah i'm really good actually um but it's it's funny because uh like you what i like did it's... for my first pregnancy was completely different from this one yeah why do you think that is uh because every child is different i guess mm. you <laughs> yeah. feel like calling to you to just slow down and not do yeah. as much movement yeah mm. or actually both yes and no because um i've actually been traveling uh, i just came home this saturday from argentina where me and my daughter lived with my daughter's father uh, but i had to travel home just because i wasn't feeling that place for me anymore mm -hmm. um, and since i'm pregnant i'm extra sensitive and I actually needed to come back home yeah. uh, to feel at ease wow and how does it feel being back now because you've only just it's arrived amazing. it's nice. amazing it's so nice it's winter here and mm. I'm a summer person but get cozy has made me completely a winter person because <laughs> I need the cold I can't stand the heat well I'm really happy to hear that you've you're nesting again and you're feeling comfortable yeah and thank you for just being here with us amazing thank you for wanting to have me on your podcast <laughs> so what is um why do you think movement is so 
important during pregnancy. And I know you just said this time around is different for you, but in general, if you were to, if you were to share some insights to this, why do you think it's so important? Well, first of all, for your mental health, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think, uh, like you said, that this time maybe my, this time I'm being called to slow down. Yes and no, because. I feel like I need to slow down, but at the same time, I feel how my body needs to move. Um, maybe not as much as I needed to in the first pregnancy, but I still feel that I need it. Yes, to keep my, especially me, because I love to be active. I'm a very active person. <laughs> and <laughs> so maybe to just keep my sanity, I need to feel that I'm doing something. Mm. Um, do you feel that it's um i'm just thinking about obviously the mental side is so important do you did you see the benefits with movement in your first pregnancy or with women that you're working with like how the how movement and exercise and different postures can help mothers move through their pregnancy and also into the moment that they're giving birth Definitely. Um, I feel like just like seeing when I did the pregnancy classes, you're seeing them when they come to the class. And they could be like maybe a little bit down or tired and they're not really feeling it. But as soon as we finished, it's like they have a smile on their face. So the mental part is <laughs> it's very... I mean, I could really see the change <laughs> just yeah. one hour and uh, just to also what I wanted to say was it's not only mental, right? It's also very important for the body to prepare for birth and also for to prepare for the postpartum period where we actually need to be strong to <laughs> be able to be mothers and care for our newborns and all that it comes in the postpartum period so it's also very like the movement is important for the strengthening and smoothing of the body mm. that's such a good point about postpartum i think it's um i think it's missed a lot with how much strength you need after you've given birth mm -hmm. to then be able to hold your baby hold yourself <laughs> continue with your day and to have that strength in your body and also the practices that can come from uh, yoga with breathing and with meditation. All I heard was that you have to prepare for birth. You have to also in my uh, pregnancy classes, in the, in the course that I did, we never talked so much about the postpartum strength that you need. We talked more about the breathing for the birth, for the labor. Um, positions that will help you to maybe have an easier birth positions that can help you have a more ease during your birth right but we never talked about the strength or the muscles that you need actually in postpartum I realized that wow I should have exercised more my shoulders and my upper back because now I'm breastfeeding and I'm in this position all the time and I'm feeling how I'm getting a, how do you say it? Like the hunch, the hunchback, right? 
Yeah, I love what you were saying there because it reminded me of when I was preparing for um, my birth and postpartum and I was always into fitness, always wanting to move my body and we spoke about this before in the podcast, like a lot of it was through distraction or through self-worth issues and all this, um, but I've always had a good understanding about health, I would say, and fitness. But going through uh, my pregnancy, I didn't feel like there was much out there to support me. There's, it's as though a lot of the stuff is held back because people are afraid to talk about exercise in pregnancy. Um, obviously now I've got a lot more resources and I would know where to find it. But for me, just putting it in Google, uh, pregnancy yoga, pregnancy exercise, not that much came up and it was the, the lines were really blurred. So it's interesting um, to me to see how to, I can't understand that when I feel that it's so important going through pregnancy to understand how to move your body and how to strengthen it. And also the, the myths that we have around the things that we can and can't do, like, for instance, inversions and twists and lying on your back. I'd love to know your insight on these myths that are going around, actually. Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to talk about that <laughs> because uh, in my course, we had like, we learned all about the uh, precautions and do's and don'ts. But since I myself have been pregnant now, I feel like it's very individual to every uh, woman and everybody um, because some women feel that they need to run like they have to run during the whole pregnancy or other people who are like really exercising regularly, they continue doing that and they go through their pregnancy flawless, feeling great and amazing about themselves. And others can't even get out of bed. <laughs> so it's very individual. Yeah. It's very individual. Um, but yes, we had in my course I learned a lot about the precautions that you the inversions and the twists and everything but I don't like to talk so much about the inversions like doing the okay you should not do this you should do that it's more individual so if I talk to someone and they tell me what they want to do then we can talk about what they have done how they're feeling and then we can give them the precautions because what fits for you yeah. maybe won't fit for another person. So it's really hard to actually say, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I really like that approach, actually, Zoe, of like looking at the, the positives or the things that are possible to each person. Because yeah. like you say, everyone's different. And it also, um, it offers mothers a chance to listen to their body and to know what they're capable of and to know if maybe they're pushing too hard or they're doing something that's their body is saying this doesn't feel good for me instead of someone telling them what's right or wrong actually being able to listen to themselves and I just wanted to add to that like it's also to me it's it's so much about education if you know the if you know the physiology of your body if you know how everything is working at this time as the baby's growing and also aware of what's going to come after the birth, well, during the birth and after the birth, then I think it makes it easier to 
prepare um, prepare your day and involve exercises that are going to support you. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Um, Can I add something to that? Um, when when we um, um, yeah, also <laughs> both of you mentioned how like the maybe the obsessive way that we and including myself that's that's what i'm saying we have um you know been training maybe and overdoing it to our bodies i think also there's a lot of fear with a lot of women experience fear of you know the change of the body as well like okay i'm gonna get bigger or fat or you know whatever comes to their minds so maybe also women are not listening listening to their bodies and are pushing themselves because we need to fit into or or because i did as well during during my pregnancy in the, in the i think it was second trimester i was you know gaining my energy back again and and i was like yeah okay i'm gonna go out run now and and i did it a few times and i felt like such a good girl you know i did i did great because i went out running when i was pregnant um and then actually the uh the book uh one book i've mentioned many times and um sacred birthing by sunni carl and i came to um i came to yeah um a reading where she says that she did a this is not a study a big study this is something that she had she's a midwife and has been for many 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 years and have helped so many people and what she saw was that uh, women who ran and women who did like, um, yes, no, yeah, it's baby. Yeah, it's baby. Uh, so women who also when they were swimming, doing turns in, in, in the water. So like flipping um, that those babies that um, they had the cord twisted around their neck so what she saw like the women that was very active like doing things like jumping um twisting yeah all these things would would yeah would though like the the babies would would more have the yeah the the cords around their necks while as if you do exercises just as walking like walking and not doing much of bumping <laughs> um i thought that was very very interesting and she i mean it was a study or something that she saw herself so i listened to that and i said for me it made total sense for someone else it may not but i just like yeah of course if i jump around the baby is kind of jumping around in there and 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 the cord might you know go all all crazy in there so i stopped running and and just started walking and then you know, I got quite heavy in the end and I was just, wow, I can't, I can't move much more. So luckily I found a bike that was absolutely suitable for me and it felt so great. So the one thing I did the last two months, I was just sitting on my bike and cycling all over <laughs> and it was absolutely fantastic for, for my, yeah, for my back and for, for, yeah, for my body. So that was very interesting. Also, as you mentioned, Sawi, to like what fits for you. And I was also guided, whereas um, with yoga to, 
what was it now yeah my doula said well if if i get to say one like one yoga position if you just like if there's one then it's the cat cow <laughs> and that's it i don't know what do you guys have for um yeah like how, how was it for you or what do you think about what i'm sharing here <laughs> i think it's very interesting um because i i i for me it makes total sense that if you jump around then the baby will jump around and it's obvious or not obviously but it makes a lot of sense that the cord will also be moving around and getting into places right um it makes sense to me but also it's like um what i've read and i haven't read any studies but um I've seen and heard and read from other midwives that it's not always a danger to have the cord around the neck since the babies are not really breeding. <laughs> they are yeah. breeding. they're breeding with the cord, right? But uh, so the danger is not really that it's around the neck. Maybe if it gets knots on the cord, maybe that's more scarier i don't know actually what i was coming for <laughs> with this comment but yes it makes total sense what you said angelica <laughs> makes sense to me too <laughs> <laughs> so if we're looking through the trimesters obviously with the hormones shifting and mm -hmm dancing around we're going to have we're going to feel differently in our body um in our mental state in the way that we are carrying ourselves and i'm just wondering how obviously it's different for everybody but how might exercise and movement look different through each trimester or even your own experience when you've you've used exercise within your day through pregnancy mm -hmm. Um, like for the first pregnancy, I felt like I could do yoga as much as always, <laughs> like every day or maybe twice a day. I felt really, okay, not really good, but I still felt that I could do it. Uh, for this pregnancy, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not moving. Just me getting out of the bed. That's the movement I get for today. <laughs> that's the energy I have. <laughs> um <laughs> but you're also a mother of, of uh, a toddler so yeah. this is not at all yeah. so we haven't <laughs> spoken about that you you have a daughter now lunai who is one year and four months almost five months now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she, so it's yeah, she turns five months already. next week <laughs> yeah so maybe that's also why i've been so tired <laughs> it sounds um, like a good reason <laughs> I think so, right? <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm sure other people feel this tired without having a toddler as well. <laughs> Once again, we're all different. How many weeks are you, Zoe? I am 20. I, I don't know. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> there's a... something. You know, what trimester are you in? I'm in the second. I, I think I'm five months, five months and a half. So it will be a June baby. I'm not sure which month because I've had like three, four different due dates from uh, three different 
That's a lot, doesn't it? (laughs) So I say, said June, baby. Sometime in June, it will come. Yeah, so you're like in the second trimester. I was wondering if we could um, look at some top exercises. Like some top exercises for strengthening and opening the body. Because what I realized was alignment is so important and so the strengthening and the opening and having that balance was really what supported me through through having a enjoyable pregnancy Mm -hmm. I didn't really have so much discomfort at all and yeah I was just going to say that if anything I feel like maybe I should have worked more on relaxing my pelvic floor muscles because I felt so tight when I was given birth and I don't know if that's because it was my first pregnancy or what but after speaking to mothers afterwards and doing deeper research into this I think I just spent too much time strengthening my pelvic floor muscles instead of really breathing and releasing so anyway I I uh, just diverted from the question I asked but what are you <laughs> what are your top exercises I just gotta say that I agree with you about that the pelvic thing yeah. Because I felt the same thing. And I felt really tight afterwards as well. So that's very interesting. We can talk about that maybe after or something. <laughs> yeah, let's drop back into that one. Yeah, because I, I find that very interesting. Uh, but yeah, the top exercises um, during your pregnancy, I would say... Uh, I found that it's not only yoga that helped me, actually. I I always loved dancing my whole life. And during my pregnancy, I think I did more of it than I thought I would. I found it very relaxing. So one top well, one of the top exercises I would recommend is just dancing. And uh, actually, that's what I found helped me a lot because it helped me to relax the body, uh, especially twerking and shaking and (laughs) things like that. (laughs) I love that you're saying that. I think dancing is one of the most powerful tools. With dancing, you're able to move and be flexible and really it's more like somatic movement, isn't it? Like with, with the breath and with your intention of moving and feeling into your body and seeing what it needs in each moment letting your emotions take over the body and yeah it's it really changed changed me a lot um it helped me relax and it helped me actually I did it combine with yoga (laughs) so Mm. it was like during my down dog I started like shaking my booty and things like that (laughs) And it helped me relax my hips. It was like making more space for the baby to come down, Mm -hmm. uh, for example. And I could really visualize that, how like when shaking the booty, (laughs) the baby was like wiggling down, coming (laughs) further down. Uh, So that's really interesting that you can actually uh, work with movement and visualization at the same time. It's more like a moving meditation. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Did you find that you had also um, 
thoughts come through or fears come through as you will be dancing you got some insights into your subconscious as well as you were shifting um your muscles and whatever's been held in the body mm, I can't say that I I'm not really aware of that <laughs> I must say that I was feeling really fearless <laughs> during my first pregnancy uh I wasn't thinking so much about fears and I I didn't get them like in my meditations maybe I I wasn't worried so I wasn't I don't know how to put it because I don't want to sound like oh, I'm not I wasn't scared <laughs> because of course you all have like fears but I don't think that when I was dancing or anything that they came up mm. I feel that I have them more now in <laughs> my second pregnancy yeah uh, more worries and fears than I had in my first actually mm. thank you for sharing that yeah <laughs> so we've got uh, dancing as your top exercise yeah basically. but I also have one that I uh, really like as well and it's the low squat and mm. uh, like when you're really I don't know how to what to call it but you yeah, have your uh, feet hip apart and you're like really squatting low with the bum all the way down to the floor mm. um, so that's one benefits also, of that? uh, relaxing your pelvic uh, floor muscle actually <laughs> nice. so that's uh, something that we should do more often especially since you talked about that that we uh, everyone tells us to do like pelvic floor uh, muscle training right mm -hmm. to squeeze and to you say squeeze, right? When you do the... Yeah, like contract. The, the contractions or the, the Kegels or what they call it. Uh, so instead of just doing that, maybe you should combine it with this low squat just to release mm. the tension and relax the muscles. And really breathe uh, into that space. And really breathe in that mm. position. Um, and you can move like side to side. Also visualizing that you're making space, wiggling the baby down, mm. <laughs> down through your hips. So yeah. it's a really nice uh, position. It's, it's also a good position to give birth in. <laughs> yeah, there's been a Not lot. Not everyone, of course. Once again, we go back to that. But <laughs> yeah, well, our yeah. bodies have adapted over time and we hold tightness mm -hmm. and tension that we don't even realize we're holding sometimes. And so I think any when we say like ideal birthing position it's very it's an interesting term isn't it because we have we're holding so much from our past and from our present mm. so yeah I was just thinking about the squat is there a way that people can um, adapt it say if they have tight calf muscles or if they have um, tight yeah. muscles along the spine uh, you can roll like blanket or pillows underneath of the heels because not everyone can put their heels down to the floor and squat. That's a great. And so just roll a mat under or a blanket or put pillows under. That helps a lot to mm -hmm. have support under your heels because you don't want to be on your tiptoes. <laughs> you want to have the whole foot supported. Um, also, if it's uncomfortable, you can sit on a, a stool mm -hmm. or once again, put something under your butt, bottom to help you support the body um so you don't have to be hanging in the air <laughs> it's so we, 
would okay. you be open to um would you would you be open to do like a short little video with these these exercises that we were talking about now yeah of course after after the recording and then maybe we can put it up so because i think oh, it's an amazing idea also hard for a listener maybe or someone who, who might not be yeah um, be familiar no, with definitely do that. I could yeah, definitely thank do that. You. That would be mm-hmm. wonderful. That's a great idea, Angelica. We can put it on the Patreon. Yes. That would be so fun. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got gifts coming in. <laughs> yeah, that would be a wonderful gift. Um, and it's just a joy to watch you doing them. So I'll be oh, happy. Thank you. <laughs> I will be having a little bum now, a little baby bum. <laughs> you can actually yeah. see my belly now. <laughs> perfect yes perfect so i I was also thinking Mm -hmm. oh no i was gonna say angelica you i can remember when you shown me what you were doing through your pregnancy remember the hips the snake hips that you showed me on video that time yeah i love that i was practicing yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and Oh, there's so many like easy exercises also like with the Pilates ball, you know, just like standing mm. against the wall and strengthening your legs. But then also I just want to emphasize and, and take a moment. Once again, we have mentioned this before uh, in another episode, but this is really a time of rest. And this is really, really a time of um, honoring your body's wishes and your baby's wishes. So to not maybe be too like dogmatic with like, okay, I, I, you know, I need to work out or I have to, or uh, as Zoe had mentioned that it's just, it's so individual and that we can, you know, I just want to invite people to really, really ask yourself what, what feels comfortable for me. And, and also want to emphasize, do not push yourself during a pregnancy because mm-hmm. even if, yeah, as I mentioned before, my second trimester had energy and I was just like, yeah, I'm working out, but I should maybe have stayed, saved some of that energy also for the birth and, and done maybe a little easier workouts or a little bit easier movements, uh, which I did in the end. And um, yeah, so once again, rest, rest, rest is also so, so important. I think that is what we jumped through because we were talking about the trimesters and Mm -hmm. I wanted to say that that in the first trimester I was like doing yoga as normal but it's really a time to just rest (laughs) and let the body let the body get comfortable and um, adapt because a lot of things are happening in the body um, in the first trimester and the body needs to regulate and like uh, recognize what's going on especially a first pregnancy is like what is happening in the body the body's screaming and it's like a lot of things um it takes a lot of energy <laughs> so instead of putting that energy into exercising maybe the best thing is just to rest uh, so i could recommend to do like meditation and and more stillness the first trimester than even even think about exercising actually <laughs> mm. that's a great, great point the rest yeah of it's it's so important and it's it's always missed isn't it in our our culture because it's always go 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 and one 
when we're talking about this now, it just makes me realize how it's such a vast topic and so individual that there's no way we could be telling people exactly what to do. But the, the only thing is, is to offer um, information and resources of where people can find this information and to know that there is, there is so much out there, but really it comes down to knowing your own body. And the way that I find to do this is to really know, to educate myself what's going on, but to stay still, like you said, Zoe, to, to just stay and to be with your body and see, see what's going on and to do nothing actually, because mm-hmm. on the, the days where you don't feel like doing anything, but maybe your mind's telling you, you should, or for whatever reason, you're just laying back that day. You can use your breath to guide the breath into different areas. And that is moving the energy and life force around your body, uh, sending it to areas that you need and you can heal that way and you can strengthen that way too. So it's not just this locked in idea that we have to do a certain movement or a certain exercise. There are things that we can do by just staying still. And that, that can be really powerful for many reasons. And also just by dropping you into your own inner wisdom and connecting to your baby and asking, okay, what is, what is it that you need to do now? And you may lie down. And then when you get back up after your time with yourself, you may feel completely different and you may be doing something that you did not expect. You might just be like, okay, you know, I fancy just going for a walk right now, or I fancy doing this. So I think just trusting that your body knows exactly what it it needs and that the mind and the ideas and the conditions that we have around fitness and exercise can really, um, yeah, it can hinder us in a way to push us too much. Mm, I agree. I agree so much with you because um, I I really felt that uh, those times when I wasn't one, I didn't want to move like in this pregnancy and I feel felt the guilt like oh but I have to do something I have to do something for my baby for my body um but my body was telling me that I didn't want to so I stayed and I I tried to find time to just maybe lay down and meditate and take a few a moment to breathe and immediately after doing that, I could feel how the energy came back. <laughs> um, used to like I felt happier, I felt healthier, I felt more energized. Um, how I maybe felt after exercising before. <laughs> so yes, stillness is still movement. <laughs> it gives the same benefits because it's it moves your energy. Maybe it's not physical movement, but it still moves your energy. Yeah, I love that. And it's, you know, when we think about um, prenatal classes and exercises, or it's it's very much rigid in this box of like, okay, you go to a class for one hour, you put on YouTube and you do a class for however long it is. But movement is, I feel it's interesting because of the idea that we have linked to the word movement. But if we just think of it as self-care, like self-care in each moment, and it might just be that stretch that you do getting up from your chair or that dance around the table or that breathing where you take the breath and expand the back of your body and all of these things, that's all that's all movement and that's all self-care. And it's in each moment, not just like that, that section of time that you dedicate for this. I'm not putting any of them classes down or anything. I'm just saying that's 
that's just what's fed to us because we live a more sedentary life than we used to. And, and we're told this is what you need. But if we can take ownership of ourselves and be like, okay, right now, this is what I need. And it's okay if I miss the ex exercise class or I miss whatever you have planned, because that's not the most important thing. Well, I think it's just absolutely amazing listening to both of you. And um, wow, thank you for sharing all your, your, your wisdom. It's just so nice to be here. I'm so here. happy to be here. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. yeah, Zoe, and thank you. Something that came up also from, um, uh, is that I, I the tissues like when a pregnant woman when when we're pregnant the tissues are expanding so mm. we might feel more flexible and and pushes ourselves maybe too far you know like mm. like in in yin yoga you know you go you go there you go there and then you stay to push but now it's not the time really to do that so because we can really hurt ourselves so mm. We don't want to go through a pregnancy, you know, having, um, yeah, I don't know what could happen, but, you know, just going too far and stretching too far because, yeah, once again, we're open, so we, we, can, we might feel more flexible, but, um, yeah, well, I have a hard time to focus because my daughter is just trying to get in the door, you know, so I'm here. <laughs> doing great he's like banging and screaming and uh, yeah I've got mine coming in too the yeah. the hormone you're talking about is relaxing isn't it mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah yeah that's one thing see that's with education and knowing your body you'll know that you you are going to be more flexible so if you're holding poses for a long time actually it can cause more damage to your body than than good you have to listen to your body <laughs> Yeah, always like if you that, feel right? that you are, yeah, we're always gonna go back to that because that's the priority number one. Always listen to your body. <laughs> if you feel that you are pushing, don't push. <laughs> Pregnancy is not a time to push. Maybe yeah, in labor, but <laughs> pregnant, uh, I don't yeah. think it's the time to push it's ourselves. It's the time to relax uh, because you will be pushing so much. <laughs> During the labor and you will be pushing afterward you will be pushing your family your children your yeah <laughs> so during pregnancy you should just relax so i just came up with this but once when you're exercising or when you are stretching or doing yoga whatever it is if you feel that you're pushing then stop <laughs> stop pushing um so yeah, a tip is just to relax. Find an exercise that allows your body to relax. Yes, I feel like that's the summary of this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Zoe. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this episode up? Listen to your body. <laughs> that's all I can say. Um... <laughs> I feel like I'm repeating myself <laughs> but that's it isn't it sometimes we need to hear it over and over again mm -hmm. because we have been conditioned our subconscious beliefs of the things so I think saying it over and over again is a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah I wanted to say that you were talking about um uh letting everyone know that there's a lot of alternatives that you don't always have to be the good girl exercising and doing all these things that are like in our society yeah it's good that we're talking about this and that we're saying that it's okay to rest because 
people need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. need to hear that it's, it's normal, true. that it's okay. We need to normalize that we need to rest. We don't have to always be doing stuff. Yeah. So I think it's very, it's, it's, this is very beautiful. <laughs> I've got goosebumps right now. <laughs> Yeah, but even you know I'm even thinking about like um yeah the you know the knowledge that is that has risen again um and it's really strong right now about the fertility awareness and, and menstruation and the time for rest when we menstruate and how important that is and I mean this is a I mean we, we're creating a human being in our bodies and that is that is enough that is work enough yeah. like you're doing great job already existing breathing and waking up and you know getting out of bed as so I was mentioning like that is an achievement <laughs> and it's you know and you should celebrate that it's really really important to celebrate the that you give yourself the opportunity and it, it can be so boring and it can be <laughs> absolutely challenging to your um, good girl mind um but i think it comes as a medicine for you to really look at that and see the value within yourself without doing anything but then also remember you're doing so much you're creating a life i yeah. feel like be, becoming like being pregnant and becoming a mother is it's so humbling it really humbles you it really makes you appreciate and <laughs> this, the I was going to say the small things, but it's not a small thing to create a human. So I'm going to take that back. But yes, it's very, really humbling. Yeah, I always say that. It's one of my quotes of how pregnancy and motherhood is so humbling. All right, I have a little one who has joined me. So <laughs> I want to say, Zoe, thank you so much. I am sending you so much love for the rest of your journey. And thank you. thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and insights. It's been really, really beautiful. And I appreciate you so much. And Angelica, you know how much I love you too. <laughs> yes, me too, both of you. I'm so happy that we could make it three mothers and uh, quite a long mm -hmm. episode. So we should just give ourselves a huge hug and give you both uh, a massive hug for showing up today. And Wow, I'm just so proud of all of us. I just want to say that I'm so thankful to being here, that you wanted to have me here. Uh, I was so nervous. <laughs> I was creating a, a monologue in my head. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just so thankful. Uh, this was so cozy, was talking to two fellow mothers, friends, and sisters is sharing and yeah I just felt so much love I, I love this <laughs> I want to be here um I could go on for hours <laughs> but yeah me too I feel mom. like making a cacao and just chilling here. with my baby now so <laughs> oh all right well sending you both so much love and thank you to everyone for listening and we will speak to you again next week and remember if you have any questions or uh, comments about the episode or anything else then please just reach out to us all right until next time until bye. next time bye. bye thank you
Mom.